This man's name is Mr. Winger. And Mr. Winger is a teacher. You know what that means? It means he gets your meatballs. Oh, please. That's, that's all I have. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 2 of Community, Introduction to Teaching. Uh, and just like uh, Professor Jeff Winger, let's get into it by outsourcing Mike's bits. Is that how he starts his class, Mike? <laughs> he seems to outsource a lot of his bits. Uh, you uh, know, that's, that's sp- fair. You're sp- not wrong. Split up into groups and quiz yourselves and grade yourselves, and I'll just sit here and we'll watch uh, Planet Earth. All right, so here, here comes that good, good shuffle. Oh no, I did not, could not f- do the bridge. I screwed it up, but we'll, f- w- it'll be okay. I'm uh, disappointed. Yeah, I, it's very disappointing. Uh, and so is this card. Would you rather, Ben? Have no eyebrows or an extra finger? Would you rather have no eyebrows or an extra finger? Do I get to choose which finger, uh, which hand the extra finger goes on? I think that's only fair. Um, extra finger would be great because uh, I could put it on my left hand. It would help me play guitar. Um, okay, easy yeah. question. Easy question. That's good. Yeah, you know what? I will get. I will get a lot of looks mm-hmm. from people who are like, "Dude, why does that guy have so many fingers?" Sure. Uh, and then I'll show them one of those fingers because it's none of their damn business. And then uh, I'll go jam out on some epic guitar riffs with my six fingers. And they'll be like, "Whoa, six fingered Ben is so cool." It's true. I will win the most. It's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, where if you are different in any way, people will make fun of you until you prove that you can use that deformity in order to uh, basically be better at capitalism. Sure. So uh, that's the moral that we all learned every Christmas. Um, Thanks, Rudolph. Thanks, Uh, buddy. Just like he's... Uh, uh, I'm useful to the man guiding guiding Santa's sleigh through a. First of all, how did Santa get to do that job for so many years and just be like, I bet it will never once be foggy on December 25th anywhere in the world at sure. night. Yeah, uh, I don't need any sort of artificial light whatsoever. Sure. I mean, and he then does all have... of a sudden, be like, "Oh, oh, dip." Nope. I, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I needed it. I needed something. Sure. I He's will not say... good at his job, is what I'm I saying. I will say he is a being of magic. He can go down chimneys that he shouldn't be able to. He should magic him up some freaking uh, lanterns or something. Sure, but maybe he went this long and it was just like, "I'm good. Maybe I don't need any lights." He's been doing that for decades, but now. No, you're right. This is I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to stand up for Santa Claus, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm going on record saying Santa was wrong, a position that I've <laughs> never be held before, but I'm now vehemently <laughs> arguing for. I will say this: he learned he he 
at one point he was wrong, yes. And then he got new information, he changed his standpoint, and welcomed Rudolph onto the team and gave him a chance. And I think that is a wonderful story about learning and being able to say, you know what, I was wrong. Let me offer a, a, an opportunity to you because it, as a way of saying thank you for, for enlightening me. He could have just been like, "Hey, y'all are dicks. Let this let this kid play in their reindeer games." Sure, yes. Mother we, uh, slippers. Ideal, ideally, all of us would would understand uh, that some of these biases that we have are incorrect and and hurtful. Uh, yes, uh, but sometimes you know we have to learn things. Like we, we you know we come out of we, we we are we are creatures of our surroundings and the society at large didn't didn't love a, a reindeer with red uh, nose. Um, so of course it makes sense that everyone would make fun of him. But I, I think being able to to understand new information and change your opinion is a, a sign of good uh, things, not bad things. So I'm 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 keeping open that space for people to learn new things and change. Would you rather have an extra finger or no eyebrows? I forgot this is where we were. <laughs> I was too busy. Uh, you uh, you pulled a card, and then I was like, "Santa was wrong." Hashtag hashtag like, cancel Santa. Hashtag cancel Santa. All right. Well, um, nope. That's how you, that's how you end up on Fox News. I don't want to. <laughs> no, no. There's no way. I don't want to. There's no. a, they they talk about the war on Chris. Well, they will talk about us for hashtag cancel Santa. Uh huh. Um, that's a good point. We'll we'll be mocked. You know what though. That could be increase people downloading the podcast. <laughs> so if we wanted to be craving about it. Anyway, that's that's an interesting discussion for later uh, in our strategy meetings. Um, now, would I rather have no eyebrows or an extra finger? I think you're probably right on balance. You can hide an extra finger decently enough. You know, gloves exist. You could just be that glove guy. That'd be fine. Um, eyebrows, gonna be tough. Gonna be tough, and I have pretty prominent eyebrows. They're they're there. There you can see them. You know, they're. It's not like I've got like a blonde uh, set of eyebrows, which would be wild for my hair color, regardless. Uh, but you know, you're gonna notice the lack of eyebrows, um, and uh, that's that's a lot of attention. I don't. I'm I'm not loving. I'm but uh, I'm not loving it. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think I'm gonna go with the finger, but I am also go going to become glove guy. Um, okay. Because okay. I'm gonna add. I, I don't know which fit hand. It doesn't really matter. You can, you know, you have you, you get bigger gloves and you stick two fingers in one glove hand. It'll be a little uncomfortable, but then you know there are things in which fingers are useful, like mm -hmm. you said, guitaring. Um, Among as part other of our, things, our, yes. Our uh -huh. Patreon pre-show banter uh, is <laughs> uh <-huh>. also <laughs> part of that. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna go with the extra finger myself as well. Yeah, I'm not going to wear any sort of glove. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I've got a sixth finger. Just deal with it. And then I'll shred some guitar licks and uh, re revolutionize my ability to type. Like, I've got a whole extra finger, baby. Uh -huh. I can type with that finger. Oh, yeah, that's great. You will have to, to do some learning from it's going to change where your fingers sit on the home row, of course. Oh yeah, but you know, I'm going to, I'll I'll go talk to Mavis Beacon and gotcha. she'll be yeah, like, yeah. She'll be like, don't worry, here's my course for someone with six fingers on their left hand. And then I'll be like, finally. <laughs> uh, I'd be like, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> remarkably specific. 
It's remarkably specific, uh, but I'm glad that you exist and are a real person. She's not a real person. Wait, are you I telling thought, me Mavis Beacon is not a real person? She's not. She's she a, teaches she's a typing, made up, though. She is a made-up person. No. And I, for years, thought Mavis Beacon was a real person. She is a totally fake human being never existed oh yeah what's what's mavis uh, mavis beacon seems to change pretty wildly between <laughs> versions of the 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 po- uh, the uh, podcast the uh yeah that the yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i also don't know because I, I i'm pretty sure i already knew this but like i didn't know how deep in the sauce i needed to be for uh the 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 joke about me also not knowing Mavis Beacon was a but it's clearly here's yeah. here's here's my other question before we get into the the podcast proper um do do kids today still learn how to type from Mavis Beacon like is there is there a whole contingent of people who are like twenty two listening to this podcast right now and like what what the hell is a Mavis Bacon yeah. I don't understand any of this first off I love the idea that a young folks are listening to our 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 podcast. I love. We, the we idea. have a few. We have a few. They've That's reached fair. out to us. That We've is got fair. a few youngins. <laughs> Again, a few. Uh, that being said, I'm I'm with you. I don't think very many are learning from uh, Mavis Beacon teachers typing. Most likely, they've learned on you know a keyboard. Uh, you know, they they have a phone. They've been typing for decades. I assume now kids just pop out of the womb ready to type. Mm. Like, yeah, it's just it's gonna be great. It. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to teach my, you know, when I have kids, I don't have to teach them how to type. I do need to teach them how to, you know, poop in the toilet, but not to type. It's great. It's uh-huh. a time. Yeah, saver. they'll know. They'll know. They'll just because you know they've sc- screens. They know. <laughs> they'll be. They'll be. Screens. Look, I don't have any kids, but I've have I have friends with kids, and like the number of times are like. Man, my three-year-old figured out how to unlock my phone with the passcode, open up YouTube, look for Elmo on YouTube, watch Elmo on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, and it's found like, a really terrible YouTube poop uh, Elmo with Spider-Man's uh-huh. pregnancies. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's just their life now. Um, so, you know, I, kids, man, it's a whole new world. Um, let's talk about season five, episode two of Community introduction to teaching it's an episode all about how jeff starts teaching at greendale community college and he's teaching fundamentals of law well i don't i don't know how far we want to get ahead of this but there is a, a riot in this episode uh-huh a riot uh like on in his first week basically um also, so, really, it just shows you what th- that Greendale is always on the razor's edge between order and chaos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get uh, Jonathan Banks' introduction mm-hmm. in this episode. Another uh, Breaking Bad uh, alumnus uh, yes, on this. We've had a few. I also I looked him up because I was like, I know he's in Breaking Bad, but what else is he in? Uh-huh. He was in Airplane. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, he's 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 the guy who's who's like at the in the air traffic control and he's like uh, I'm going to check the radar range. Oh, a few more minutes. Yeah. Don't even check the radar range. Anything yet? It's about two more minutes, chief. 
I, like, I I watched the the video. I like I am I uh-huh. blown back. Like just like uh-huh. why? Like I c- cannot believe that it, it, it. He looks so different. I mean, that's what aging does to <laughs> us all. But still, right? But yeah, it's it's pretty astounding. Um, but yes, most notably, uh, he's he's more known for <laughs> more recently, uh, his work yes. on Breaking Bad as um, as Mike Ehrmantraut. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes who is a badass and he brings some of that badass energy into uh his role as professor buzz hickey he sure um, does who is a uh uh criminology te- uh, professor slash cartoonist mm-hmm. i am like um, he says that publishers are interested i'm also interested in his uh cartoons about a duck named jim it's one duck his name is jim and publishers are interested the world needs more cartoons about ducks named Jim. I agree. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Absolutely. They can't all be. They can't all be Heathcliff. Exactly. Um, so I gotta Less say, Heathcliff I know we're. I know we're Jim the duck. I know we're like three minutes into the episode proper, but I have come full circle on Heathcliff because okay, you so you start following the the actual Heathcliff sure. comics Twitter account right, and you're like, this is bizarre. This makes no sense. Why does this helmet. exist? Yeah, totally. He's got a meat helmet. He's got a meat tank. Uh, kids love the meat tank, of kids course. Kids love um, the meat tank. And then you just you you keep you keep watching uh, uh, reading them, and you're just like, man, this is there's no there's nothing. This is what is this? And then like <laughs> you it clicks, right? And then you're just you, a new one comes out, and you're just like. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he's he's blowing a bubble with gum and he's floating away, uh, defying physics that whole time. It's mm-hmm. totally fine. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then like the the meat, uh, the guy who runs the meat store is like, ah, must be Tuesday. And then like that's the comic, and you're like, no, this is great. Yeah, this, this is, is wonderful. This is yeah. this is pure gold. I I love nothing more than I love Heathcliff. It's so I've so come around. Good. I've come around on it. Um, it's very good. Um, so yeah, so Jeff is, I, I do want to point out today's, uh, since we, I, I just want to uh, I'd c- cap off the actual Heathcliff comics, um, uh-huh. today's, which is September 5th, uh, we are doing this on Labor Day, so we are laboring for you, uh, we're making weird jokes on a podcast, uh-huh. so huzzah, um, today, uh, four, ca- four cats, one, one is Heathcliff is leaving the meat shop. And they're all uh, eating what seems to be a popsicle of some kind. And the uh, the butcher says, cats love the meatsicle. Yep. Yeah, that's comedy gold. Comedy is great. No it's notes. Incredible. No notes. No notes possible, really. Uh, so the, the episode is basically just about Jeff kind of shows up expecting to half-ass it. And... Realizes he kind of can't. Uh-huh. And also the weird feeling of coming back as a teacher and so all of these new students like see him picking on leonard and they're just like oh i can't believe a teacher would say that to a student or he kind of like right the different power gives the the gives the eyes to one of the female students and she's like oh that teacher just leered at me gross yeah and so like power dynamic that he's learning to deal with immediate difference in power dynamics which to be fair 
accurate because you shouldn't be leering at students. And also maybe even if even if your student is Leonard, maybe don't be a dick to him. To be fair, I will say Buzz Hickey is like a maniac to Leonard throughout the episode. Oh, yes. No one calls him on it, but he's also been teaching for 15 years and counting. Also, it's Jonathan freaking Banks. Like, fair. If Jonathan, if Jonathan Banks showed up and was like, "I'm taking, I'm taking your meatball." Nope, that sounded that didn't work. Uh, he's, he's, it's a, it's a tough impression. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a tough, tough impression to do because it is oh, both. Sure. It is both angry and lazy at the same time. Oh, agreed. I'm like, not. He, when I laugh, it is a it's natural. Not about the- natural sort of anger that like he's not channeling anything right he's also sick of your bull crap and he's just like i'm taking your meatball um except I, that I, sounded more like sling blade but I that's i want to point out that when i laughed about it the first time it was not about the quality of the impression it was about the no that's not good it was the immediate uh-huh, like nope uh-huh. i'm backing away from this immediately look I, i'm i'm noted bad impressionist mm. uh I, I can't do Buzz Hickey. All I've got is Kermit. <laughs> uh-huh. um, say say I'm taking your meatball as Kermit the Frog. <laughs> this is Kermit the Frog here. I'm taking your meatball. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Um... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, out, out, out of sequence records are very fun. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so Jeff, Jeff has this like ba- balance and difference where yeah. like he feels really uncomfortable. He also doesn't really want to do any of the work. So like he, he's like all the students are like, hey, you know, is there going to be like a syllabus? And he's like, uh, what syllabus? What? What? No. Right. Like and then um, he's like, how are we going to be great? He's like, no spoilers. It's like, wait, no, hold on. That's not a spoiler. Right. So, uh. So there's that plot, along with the fact that Annie gets really mad at him for half-assing mm-hmm. it. To be fair, at one point, I was like, Annie is just the teacher of this class. Uh-huh. Um, and then that kind of uh, 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 tension continues throughout. Uh, we also have the other uh, a plot of uh, the Nicolas Cage uh class uh with professor garrity who is back yeah i'm very happy to see professor garrity professor garrity comes back uh played by kevin corrigan of course um incredible incredible as always i love um i love professor garrity so much he's he's so good he is teaching nicholas cage good or bad which is a class to figure out whether Mm. or not nicholas cage is good or bad and there's no answer um, There is no answer. It's Nicholas Cage. Unlike the Who's the Boss class. Right, where there was. Where there was a definitive answer. Um, There is no answer. And Abed has issues with that. Uh, Yeah, he he goes on, uh, he goes full conspiracy mode, Mm -hmm. like conspiracy theory mode. There's bits of string linking everything in the apartment to like all the different note cards with all the different movies. Um, and he also from time to time slips into it, including the best scene in the episode where he is in front of the entire class, just like, I'm a cat, I'm a sexy cat. And I'm, I, and the whole time I'm thinking, man, Danny Pudi is like, I'm having the most fun with this script. Today. Oh yeah. This is the best day of my life. And you know what? 
not the worst Nicolas Cage. It's pretty good. His Nicolas Cage, way better than my Jonathan Banks. My being doesn't allow for Nicolas freaking Cage, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. oh I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> So it's true. Granted, I am not a professionally paid actor who has had training and gets paid to, you know, play characters. Sure. Um, I'm just some guy. However, <laughs> nevertheless, if I if, if I had if to compare the two, the comparison has to be made. He definitely does a better Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. than I do. Jonathan Banks. So it's comparable with my Kermit the Frog, I think. Yeah. Also, I mean, I've, I've, I won't go too much into it because I'm pretty sure I brought it up on this podcast and our previous podcast. But just a reminder, I can't wait for our next podcast where we bring it up again. I do feel like the best uh, icebreaker question at a party rather than like, oh, what do you do for work? Because no one wants to talk about work. Yeah, nobody does. What's your favorite Nicolas Cage film? Boom. Now you're talking. Uh-huh. So, you know, and and it tells like I, I, I know we've had this almost beat for beat conversation, <laughs> the, the, the choice. It really tells you a lot about the person. Oh, yeah, because that's that's my whole that's like my whole theory, like, right? If somebody's like, like the Wicker Man, it's like, oh, OK. Yeah, that says something about them. And then if they say, yeah, I know we've had this kind of because we talked a lot about Ghost Rider, because um, <laughs> if someone's like Ghost Rider 2, you're just like. Okay, cool. I have this is the one that I have no feedback from. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I really should have, I guess, saved that discussion for this episode instead of because <laughs> it's there's a whole thing about Nicolas Cage. There's a whole lot about Nicolas Cage um, in this episode. Um, oh, but what it would it really be us if we just didn't like prematurely talk about Nicolas Cage at all times? Uh, you want to do a Nicolas Cage podcast where we watch all of his films and then, uh, talk about Nicolas Cage. Um, it's only, I, yeah, like, it's a whole you oeuvre. Uh-huh, um, he, they, um, they mentioned it's 70 in the episode and I'm pretty sure that he's added at least 15 since. Um, but you know what? As a segment of a a future podcast? Yeah, sure. Maybe. Why not? I typed into Google how many Nicolas Cage films are there, and Google says at least 113. Jesus. So we would be doing at least 113 episodes of that podcast. For comparison, um, this, uh, this episode is the 86th episode of Community. Uh-huh, where we watch a... Th- 22-minute episode of television. There are 110 episodes of Community, so we would be doing more episodes about Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage movies are more than 24 minutes apiece, Ten, believe it or they not. They tend to be. Um, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of work, and I am not willing to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, as, but as a segment where we talk about it for about five minutes, maybe. 
So we turned we turned a twenty four minute episode of television into an hour and a half, but we turned uh-huh. a movie that's an hour and a half into five minutes. Yeah, there we go. Um, we'll just that's the proper calculus to this one. We'll just do <laughs> we'll do five minute long episodes about Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah, where. We're like, uh, I'm Ben, or Mike, that's my Mike impression. Sure. And uh, welcome, welcome to um, uh, Cajun It to the Streets. Uh, hey, where, don't come up with good names if you don't want to actually do this. <laughs> uh, where we, we talk about Nicolas Cage in five minutes or less. And then... Uh, he, did a, he, did a, he did 90 <laughs> seconds or less or whatever. The, didn't he do that one? Uh. And then we're just like, oh, today, today we're talking about The Rock. Uh, it's it's got Sean Connery, the go-to, uh, uh, The Rock. What's that place called? Alcatraz. They go to Alcatraz because there's some nerve agent that they've got to like get from terrorists or whatever. And then like, boom, you've done your five minutes. Yeah, like at the end, you're like, oh yeah, I liked uh-huh. it. Um, and then you're like, all right, see you next time. Literally, that's, that's the podcast. Yeah, literally, there is a Nicolas Cage movie that's called Gone in sixty seconds that we can make a pun off of. Uh, Cage in sixty. Well, we can't do sixty seconds because that's too quick, and we can't do Cage in um, six hundred seconds. Cage. In, oh yeah, because that's that's like five minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Cage in six hundred seconds. All right. Damn it, <laughs> we did it. We're doing this. <laughs> Well, we've screwed up because we've <laughs> so, we've made you know what's the we've worst made thing? it we've made it too good. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've made, made it too good. good. And people in our uh, Facebook group are going to be like, "Hey, you said you were going to make Cage in six hundred seconds." Okay, what's I'm going to look it up just to see if it exists because if it already exists, we're scot free. Okay, great. Um, nope. Um, well, I guess we're I guess we're doing it. <laughs> On the plus side, it's going to be a lot quicker recording, um, but <laughs> we it can is record at least three in a night as long as we it, watch it, two and three movies. It, yeah, it is going to be watching a lot of movies. Um, I am, I am not, I am not prepared to watch that no. many movies. It's amazing. Can we see what it does to Abed? Abed watches like a whole bunch of movies. He doesn't space them out like Professor Garrity suggests. It's true. Professor Garrity does say there's no binging. You got to space them out. And you see why. You, you see why, exactly. Because uh, Abed kind of loses it. He goes full conspiracy theory mode because he's like, every actor is good or bad. Um, some are bad in a good way and some are good in a bad way. Right. But they're all good or bad. They all fall somewhere on this spectrum. And he's got to find out exactly where Nicolas Cage is on this spectrum. And uh, in the process, he kind of loses his mind. Um, Not kind of. A lot. (laughs) Mostly, Uh actually. Um, But he does uh, end up connecting with Shirley at the end, uh, who who loves Hellraiser. Yeah, that's a weird uh, little thing at the end where she she makes a Hellraiser reference, and he's like, wait, you mean like Hellraiser? You've seen Hellraiser? And she's like, oh, yeah, no. You know the word Hellraiser? And that's why critics can call him a genius or an idiot and be right no matter what. Mm, a demon to some and an angel to others, like a Cenobite. Excuse me, did you say Cenobite? Yeah, you know Cenobite, like from Hellraiser. You like Hellraiser. You know the word Hellraiser. I thought Pinhead in space was a bit of a letdown, but I'm in for the ride. She actually, she really likes Hellraiser, which, you know, 
There kind you go. Of a, kind of a weird Shirley flex, but like, I, you know, it's... These are the kind of things I really want to hear about Shirley. Shirley is needs to be fleshed out more. I want more Shirley. Right. I mean, that's the thing. We We repeatedly get this same sort of issue where it's like, Shirley has two, three things about her. She's a mom. She's a Christian. Right. She wants to have her own sandwich shop. Boom. That's that's the Shirley. That's sure. what's what she got. And uh, and they do reference her uh, being like a recovering alcoholic a couple times. And now we get this new info about her that that's, she loves Hellraiser. Right. So, and you know, how deep does that go? Is she just a horror movie fan? It, it may already be in the text, but who knows? Somebody that watches the show uh, at, with a much more focused demeanor than we do. Also, because I do have the Wikipedia page up for this, uh, because I needed to remember what Jonathan Banks's name is, because okay. I always just I always want to call him Mike Ermintrout, uh, which is his Breaking Character Bad name. name. Yeah, and I'm so I'm just like, oh yeah, it's Mike. Nope. That's not. So I had to look it up. Anyways, I've got the Wikipedia page up under reception. Uh, it just it does just say most most critics praised Danny Pudi's performance as Abed in the episode, and then a big citation needed. So you know. <laughs> well, you know what? You could just stick an, uh, this episode right there because we are praising it, and we are technically critics. Um, I'm way too lazy to do it, and also I think it. Um, goes against the sort of Wikipedia sort of uh, uh, guidelines, but I am like, wouldn't it be weird if I just went in and edited every single Wikipedia, uh, every episode to just be like the the community podcast, Good Morning Greendale, had this to say about the episode. <laughs> I think if we added a Wikipedia for the shows that we've done, they would be deleted immediately as not notable in the slightest. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Which is, which is would be an unfortunate uh, self-own that we, we cannot, we can't, we, we, it would destroy our fragile ego. Although, hey, now I will say this, Back to the Futurama was referenced in a Funko Pop newsletter once. That might be notable enough. <laughs> for some enough. reason. For some reason. <laughs> that was maybe the weirdest day of my life. Not not sure. Like I mean, I've probably I've probably had like you know, weirder things happen, but just like the idea that like a Funko Pop newsletter was like, "Hey, we're listening to this podcast uh, about Futurama," um, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on a second. That's the podcast I do. Uh, why, why, why are you mentioning this in your <laughs> newsletter?" But okay, it was um, so wild, just so yeah. wild weird times um speaking of weird times um yeah abed so i guess the the closure to that uh abed uh thing is he does the he does the nicholas cage freak out and then shirley comes in and makes sure he's okay and they have a moment bonding over hellraiser and that's kind of it like yeah we don't ever find out if nicholas cage is good or bad i mean i will say that garrity kind of suggests that there he he's not he just is Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, we at the outset, you know, we're told there is no answer. So, yeah. 
And, you know, Shirley, Shirley's like, hey, if I did 70 films over the course of 30 years at totally different volumes, I could probably accidentally uh, win an Oscar. So, you know, maybe she's right about that. Yeah, I you know, yeah, it, it, just the randomness of the universe sometimes should mm-hmm, leave you mm-hmm. with like, oh, you've been in a hundred movies, you should probably have won an Oscar at this point, right? Um, so yeah, we don't really get any real closure on that, but it's a fun little plot. Yeah, it's um, fun. Little... Abed, yeah, Abed freaking out and doing the Nicolas Cage thing—it's pretty fun. Um, back at the Jeff plot, he really doesn't want to try but so annie joins the class and gets on his case and then he talks to hickey and hickey's like oh you should just minus her that's giving them an a minus because they lose their minds right hickey does do this to annie on on her uh witness uh intimidation assignment which is what a incredible <laughs> fake out! Because it's like, look at what, what look at what Hickey did, and she holds it up, and Jeff's like freaking out because it's like you're next with a with a, um, a, a a knife through a rat, and, and 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 he's like, no, no, this is my assignment. He gave me an A minus, which is like that such a great fake out. Um, but uh, Jeff does reveal this truth to Annie who causes said riot that we discussed a long time ago in the podcast, um, which is, but just you, you can just flip Greendale on a switch. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the reveal of the fact that um, a minuses are, are, are fake. And they demand slightly higher grades. And that causes a whole riot. And it's a lot. <laughs> um, it sure is. But it, it also tells you the... I mean, it leads directly into the Dean being like, okay, I don't think it's reasonable to uh, for us to eliminate all riots. But I think if you look at this Excel document, which is his plot the entire time of him <laughs> wanting to learn Excel with Jeff. And that's kind of it. Um, he, we can reduce it by 40%, which is also like, I think you should do more than that. I do want to call out before we go talk about the Dean, because it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do want to call out that part of the, the shift in dynamics is that winger speeches don't seem to work anymore. Sure. Because they are, uh, they're doing this riot and he gets up and he gives a, a winger speech. And instead of calming everyone down, they just throw spaghetti and meatballs at him because it's the fifth day of having spaghetti and meatballs at lunch. I do love that. Like, uh, lampshade they're throwing on it. <laughs> like, this is not even a functional campus. We've been eating spaghetti and meatballs all week. And yes. Yeah, so the Dean, the Dean, has a little mini plot the whole episode. Before we get into that plot, I do love at the very start <laughs> when the dean comes into the study room and he's he's doing pomp and circumstance right. and he get he pulls out an apple for Jeff and some glasses and a, a mortarboard and a pipe and he's just doing pomp and circumstance the whole time and Jeff sits there emotionless just staring into the distance while the dean does all of this 
has me dying the whole time. It's like, so it is, good. It is so funny because you you sort of expect both Jeff as a character and uh, Joel McHale as an actor to break at some point. Yes. Because it is this like, guy just singing pomp and circumstance and putting a like glasses on your face and a pipe in your mouth and you're just supposed to sit there like uh, like one of those british guards in the big yeah. hats who guard the palace and like just sit there and the fact that he doesn't break like how many takes did that take <laughs> i can't imagine how many because it can't it can't have been done in one right, right? and the it way cannot. that the way that cuz he has to pull down his lips to put the the pipe in there <laughs> that's the thing that gets me every time every time it's so good uh like it it cracks me up so i wanted to make sure we talked about that because it was it was very funny um but yes also the dean's whole through line is he keeps trying to get jeff to learn excel with him right and and repeatedly brings it up and is like oh yeah no we should learn excel i'm gonna go i'm gonna go download the tutorial right now and then the the payoff being that when Jeff mentions that they've had spaghetti and meatballs all week, the dean was like, "Oh, that's on me. I converted the lunch menu to a spreadsheet." It's so and then, dumb. And then at the very end, Jeff, all covered in spaghetti sauce and and spaghetti, the dean being like, "It's all based on rows and columns of cells. I think that's why they call it Excel." I don't care. Okay. And just like he's so excited about Excel. And I love this for the Dean. I really it's do. It's so good for the like, Dean. I agree. It, yeah, it's I very also, good. I also love because uh, they do recon... Con- they actually create the Save Greendale Committee, uh, the kind of student-teacher alliance. Um, the first uh, act of which is banning the Dean <laughs> from from the, uh, the meetings. And he's so he's standing outside... Singing, like, <laughs> dreaming his own, like, having a weird French song about Excel and Jeff not wanting mm-hmm. to learn it with him, like, play while he's crying outside of the room. And it's such a wonderful moment that makes no sense why he's th- thinking in French, but it's incredible. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I love it very much. Additionally, we, we kind of skipped over it, but there are things Jeff is kind of starting to like about being a teacher. Mm-hmm. The teacher's lounge, the the union rules say that the dean's not allowed in there because management's not allowed in there. Right. Also, um, the faculty lounge seems to have a full bar cart and cigars. Oh, yeah. There's barti- bartinis? Martinis <laughs> and cigars abound. Um, and there's basically like a big party. Um and uh, yeah, he he kind of he kind of starts feeling like maybe this maybe this won't be so bad. He still doesn't really know how to teach uh, or the law. He right, does point he out that he's he's faked his way as a lawyer. Mm. He doesn't actually know the law. Yeah, and he's given uh, homework by Annie with, with a quiz before the class. But then after Annie storms out uh, after one ep- uh, one uh, class, uh, he actually does kind of start teaching them. Which is kind of mm-hmm. cute because he's like talking about how to make arguments against or uh, to basically knock down other people's arguments, which is interesting. Right. Because he wins an argument against Annie and Garrett's like, Mr. Winger, how did you do that? You got to teach us how to do that. He's like, do what? Right. And he's you won an argument against Annie Edison. And that's when he's like, 
No, you don't argue with her. You let her argue against herself until she loses. Uh, and then so he's he he finds joy in like that side of it. So not saying like this is what the Sixth Amendment is, because he doesn't seem to know that because instead he takes the fifth. Right. Um, Which is hilarious. He's like, I know my rights. And he's like, I don't think you do. Also, uh, I'm like, what is the Sixth Amendment? Um, Isn't it? The one about quartering soldiers or is that? Uh, that's uh Four, three, three or four. It's, I think it's okay. three, six. Uh, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to and blah, blah, blah. Basically, uh, you get a right to a, right. a speedy public trial. And you're an right. It's, uh, Amendment three is the shoulder, uh, the soldier quartering. I can't believe I know that. That's not coming up very often for me in my life. Um, you know what? It's a good thing that it hasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to go into a, a court and be like, "Sorry, I'm pleading the third. Mm-hmm. You can't get. You can't be in my house, soldier." Hmm. Um. Do we have anything else we want to say about the episode? Uh, the tag. Uh, oh, the the tag. We did. We did not do the tag. The tag. Wild. Yeah, Troy and Abed decide to prank Jeff by dressing up as a uh, chair and plant, respectively, in uh, in the office. And that's when Hickey comes in, because uh, Hickey and Jeff share an office. Right. And so Hickey comes in, calls his pharmacy to yell about how he can't do the generic version of his medications. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, has this like emotional roller coaster of getting really mad at this pharmacist and then being like, look, no, it's not, it's not your, it's not you. I'm sorry. And then, right. he, then he calls up his mom and is like, Hey ma, just wanted to say we can't afford to bury dad in the family, uh, yeah. in the, in the family and plot. It's, so it's, it's, it's amazing. Cause in the middle of that, like between those two calls, Troy is like, there's an active tear going down his face as the chair. And he like gets up to just walk out of the room, but sinks back as the foam starts going Mm -hmm. again. And it's, it's this juxtaposition of these two goofballs doing something fun and just the most human aspect of, I don't have any money. I can't afford my medicine. They don't, they don't cover it anymore. And how, how is all this going to work? And it's just like wild. Uh, yeah. So that is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for grades. I I know this is setting up for other stuff. You know, we we meet Buzz. Um, he eats his his ration as he's trying to test taste test them for a bunker he's digging, um, which Troy th- thinks he's the coolest man alive. Um, it's, but it's a very fun episode, mostly because you get, you, you kind of see a different dynamic with Jeff. You see him realizing, you know, he, he has that, he is going to be a teacher this season. Um, he's going to have to deal with that, uh, because of the way that, you know, his, his law office went, uh, so uh, it, it's fun to see him put in a different position, even if he is going to be back with the study group because of the Save Greendale Alliance. Um, 
Buzz is a, a, a wonderfully chaotic person to put with this group. I love it very much. Um, and then, of course, the sub, uh, the B plot of Nicolas Cage, uh, Abed is just, just, just so Danny Pudi can just chew on all the scenery. I enjoyed it. It was a very fun uh, episode. Uh, it, it is not as good as Lear. I want to make sure Lear knows that because Lear is yeah. On Lear my right uh, now. came up on my lap here. So you want a um, podcast, buddy? Uh, uh, well, uh, until he says something, I'll can still continue hitting my grades. Um, you know, I, I think it's a really good episode. I really enjoy it. Uh, I, I love the razor edge between orders, order and chaos at Greendale. You know, and so I, you know, I, again, I feel like this is setting up for future stuff where he is, uh, where Jeff is a teacher and how that inter interplays with everybody else. But you know what? I really enjoy this episode. I think I'm going to give it a B plus. Excellent. Um, the cat is uh, rubbing his head against the mic stand and making all kinds of noises. Um, Excellent. It's uh, We've talked about for so long we wanted a third co-host, and Lear is like, I want to be there. Um, I, like, I like the episode. It's a good episode. Um, getting the introduction to... Yeah, hi, bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we get the introduction to Hickey, who is a he's a fun character. Um, I like him more. Th- so because we've kind of had this thing for the last couple of seasons where we get like, here's a sort of guest teacher for the episode. Sure. And like last season, it was uh, Professor Cornwallis, who, you know, he was fine. I, um, Malcolm McDowell as an as an actor is great, but he really wasn't utilized very well in the right. season. Agreed. And now they're like, okay, well, we're going to do the same thing, but with um, with Jonathan Banks as Buzz Hickey, who, because at the end he joins the Save Greendale committee, um, we and because there's sort of a vacancy for an old dude now that Pierce is gone, like we see more of him this season, and I think he's used better than Malcolm McDowell was. Sure. We get we get the introduction to him and also, um, you know, it is it is mostly kind of setting up for the season. But like it's one of those episodes where it's like, okay, there's a lot of promise. Jonathan Banks is great getting the like, you know, new sort of dynamic where it's like Jeff is a teacher now Mm -hmm. and like he's going to have to settle into that. I think it's a good sort of like refresh and like a vision of things to come for the season again it is mostly setting up for stuff for the season but i like where it's going i'm also going to say it's a b plus even though pluses are made up um just like minuses uh uh-huh just like minuses anyways uh that is our thoughts on this episode we Mm -hmm. would like to know your thoughts absolutely on this episode on uh, what else, what having, else did we talk about? Having an extra finger versus no eyebrows. Yep. Um, on I know I've mentioned it before, but what is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Mm-hmm. Do you think Nicolas Cage is good or bad? Where on the spectrum of good versus bad, uh, good in a bad way, bad in a good way, do you find him? Let us know. And... Um, I feel like we talked about other things. I don't know. We did kind of a we did kind of a short episode today because we're more focused again because we 
are doing this on a, mm. a holiday Monday instead of Tuesday after work. Right. So we were like, let's just talk about the episode. All right, we're done. So I don't think really we didn't go off on too many tangents this time. I don't think. You know, I I I'm sure when you, when B- editor Ben gets a hold of this and listens back to that, he's gonna be like. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that kind of thing but you maybe editor ben maybe maybe editor ben and podcaster ben will agree um so yeah we want to know all these things and more you can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com uh, there's a contact forum to reach out to us you can also find us on twitter at goodgreendale feel free to send us a tweet and uh of course patreon that is patreon.com slash back to futurama uh, yes, and and thank you uh, for coming to the end of this. May, you know, maybe we were more on topic than we usually are, um, but don't don't get too used to it because we're going to be back to our normal schedule next week, and we'll be back off to randomness. Uh, but thank you again for coming to the end of these. We hope we put a smile on your face and uh, have a good day. And until next week, when we'll be back talking about another episode of Community. I'm Ben, and I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.